Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What is up, 49ers faithful? Welcome on this day before the Super Bowl. We're going to be covering, this is a 49ers podcast, baby. Uh, we're going to be covering a lot of different topics today. One, we got some salary cap news, so we're going to go through a detailed report on that. Talk about some contracts that we got to get out of, what that's going to do. Talk about free agent priorities, who we need to re-sign and for what price, comparing them to other players across the NFL at their respective positions. Then we're going to jump into some draft day trades. Look through the history of teams that jumped up for quarterbacks and some other prominent positions, what it costs, what that looks like, and what that means for the 49ers. We're going to jump into some Jimmy Garoppolo talk. Why not? Let's try to piss off everybody at the same time. And we do have a betting special for the Super Bowl, and we'll kind of see where that's at, plus a little bit of draft NFL talk um, as we continue just breaking down um, kind of top-tier first and second-round players uh, that the 49ers may or may not be targeting. Uh, do want to say welcome as, you know, here we are, freaking Saturday morning. I, I, I'm a morning person. I enjoy recording in the morning much better than the evenings. Uh, obviously, the job and everything else kind of conflicts with that. But, man, this is awesome to be with you. Shout out to the Countdown crew coming in strong. And I do have to let you guys know the next episode will be our next giveaway. Not sure what I'm going to give away yet, but it's going to be something really, really nice as it always is. Um so, shout out to the Countdown crew and everybody else out here. I freaking love it. So, the 49ers in the NFL all received some good news this week. And the projected floor for the salary cap moving forward for 2021 was going to be around $175 million. Now, here's why that's so important. The salary cap is tied to the revenue that teams bring in. With COVID and no fans and all those different things, obviously, the salary cap was going to drop. Uh, just to put this into perspective, in 2020, this league year, the salary cap was right at about $198.2 million, And so they were going to drop it all the way down to 175. Now, they set the floor. They said, look, here's what we're going to do. If, for some reason, the revenue doesn't hit what we expect it to. We'll borrow from the next five to six years, but we will not allow the cap in 2021 to go below 175 million per team. Now, the good news is we got some news this week that they are actually thinking it might be closer to the 185 million number. Uh, now, again, still nothing concrete, but 
This is huge because 175 to 185, obviously $10 million difference. That changes everything. And whenever you're talking about contracts and, you know, what's usually thrown out is, okay, we signed so-and-so for a two-year, $20 million deal, okay? So he gets $10 million one year, $10 million the next year. That's not how it works. Salary caps, bonuses, prorations, all these different things. You're not actually, that $10 million per year doesn't come straight off the cap at $10 million per year. It's way more complicated than that. So on average, a $10 million per year deal will count about $6 million to $7 million, depending on how you structure it, against the cap. So let's go through. Let's talk through some numbers and project. Let's play, you know, cap manager here for the 49ers. And there's a couple different kind of awesome sites out there that I really, really do like to use. Uh, Over the cap is probably the most accurate. Spotrack, I really, really do uh, enjoy as well. Um, and so let's look at this and let's go through this. What's up, Clayton? I see you. Fantasy football up north. Um, I do want to give a shout out. I was a guest on the podcast, Fantasy Football from Up North with my favorite Canadian, uh, Clayton Cadu. Uh, you guys remember Clayton probably. He used to do the breakdowns for us um, before every single opponent game. He's one of the best out there. If you're a fantasy football person, head over there real quick. Just plug in this guy. He's just an awesome human. Uh, very, very good at what he does. FF from up north. Um, who doesn't want to listen to a Canadian talk about fantasy football? It's like a dream come true. Uh, so what's up, brother? Now, let's look at these numbers. Okay, where do the 49ers sit? And again, we're going off of the new estimation at about $185 million for... 2021. That's the salary cap number. So where are the 49ers? Well, the two sites are pretty close. Spotrack has the 49ers with 21 million currently at that price available to spend. And over the cap has us at 18.5. Both of those, you know, I don't want to get into the differences and all that stuff. You can look into their sites and how they calculate that. But both of them have us at the 15, 14th most cap room in the entire NFL. We're in pretty good position. Now, let's look at what that looks like and how you can increase that. I think there's two contracts that are coming off the books almost 100%. Number one is D Ford. Um, I don't think there's any way he plays again. You, you do a post-June um, 1st cut, you're going to save $15.2 million cap right there. Uh, just 15.2 just by cutting D Ford. So that puts you at $35 million for 2021. Cut Western Richburg. He hasn't been healthy since he's been here. He's overpaid as it is. Uh, you cut him, that's another $8 million. So now we're at $43 million. And again, remember, salary cap isn't as easy as a $20 million deal takes off $20 million off the cap. That's not how it works. Uh, with signing bonuses, all that stuff, it's way less. So now let's look at our priorities, okay? Um, and again, Tyson, uh, he says, can you go over some of our key free agents and how much you expect them to ask for? Uh, yeah, that that's exactly what I went through this morning and last night, uh, just kind of you know predicting what they're going to be using several different sites. These aren't just my own uh, analysis. The number one priority for free agents this year is Trent Williams. He's number one. Came in, played all pro level at left tackle, uh, just absolutely incredible. He wants to stay. There's no doubt about it. Shanahan, uh, they love him. Uh, you know, our OC, Mike McDaniels, they love each other. They've been a part of each other's lives for a long time. Uh, he's going to get about $20 million a year. That's a, that's a big chunk. 
So if you sign him to a three or four year deal, even though he's getting 20 million per year, it might only cost 10 to 12 million off of this year's cap because every team in the NFL is going to backload the deals because this year is lower. You look at the 2022 cap numbers, that's going to jump back up to about 200 million. So you can backload all of these things and put bonuses and structure it that way. Um, so it doesn't kill you this year. Number one priority is Trent, uh, Trent Williams. You, you got to get him. You, you got to bring him back. Now, if you don't draft or if you don't re-sign Trent Williams, now you have to draft an offensive tackle probably in the first round. Good news is at the 12 spot, there's going to be those guys. But you don't want to pigeonhole yourself into desperately needing an offensive tackle in the first round. That's bad news. Um, what if a quarterback falls? Gives you the opportunity to trade up for a quarterback. Um, you know, you need corners as well. There's lots of different things. You need to sign Trent Williams. It's a premium position, left tackle. It's a perfect fit. Don't go away from something that works. Pay the man. He deserves it. Number two priority for me is Jason Verrett. Uh, probably would have been comeback player of the year <laughs> every other year in the past decade, but not against Alex Smith. Uh, he was just incredible. And again, Trent Williams, comeback player of the year as well. Like We had some great players go through some adversity the previous years and fight through it. Jason Verrett, I think this is where the number is going to be the biggest gap. I've seen some people say he's going to get 6 to 7. I've seen some people say 10 to 11. I think it's going to be kind of that 7 to 9 million per year because of the injuries. Uh, probably going to be structured different than other contracts. So whenever Jason Verrett does sign with us with the 49ers or other teams, he has suitors lots of places. But wherever he does sign, trust me, the initial numbers that you hear are going to be a little alarming, but there's going to be some qualifiers in there with playing time. I guarantee it, just because he's missed three out of four seasons. Um, but his top-level play, dude, was incredible this year. Um, very, very important. Got to bring him back. You don't have any corners. <laughs> You've lost Sherman. K1 Williams is out there. I think that he, you know, I don't put him on this list. He's not in my top four. Um, but... Haywan Williams would be another guy that you'd love to bring back, probably four to five million for him. But we saw a lot of success in that nickel corner spot from some guys that were basically just jags, uh, just just a guy that we plugged in there, and it worked really, really well. Jamar Taylor played well. Man, even number twenty-seven didn't do too bad, except for that Buffalo game that was just trash. But I don't want to bring twenty-seven back, obviously. But anyway, Jason Verrett, I would really, really like him to come back, and this is why the salary cap stuff so important. Going from 175 to 185 covers Jason Verrett by itself. So we basically got a starting corner. <laughs> you know, that, that's what that cap number meant. And so I, I freaking love that. I, I really, really do. Number three, Fred Warner. All right. Now we have Fred Warner under contract. He's going to be playing for us. But the problem is this. Dude, all pro linebacker. Uh, best year ever for him. And it's just getting started. I think he's going to be great. But he's only due one. He's less than one million this year. That's what he's making, and he's an all-pro linebacker. You got to sign an extension. We saw what happened last year with George Kittle. It's going to follow the same playbook. Even though I have him as my number three priority because he's already signed, uh, we have him for this year. You got to get an extension done, but it won't get done until training camp, pretty close to preseason. Very similar timeline to George Kittle last year. Because, again, you've got to fade all these other pieces. Free agency happens before the draft. Then you have the draft. Um, then, you know, you're still talking with Fred and all these guys. You're going to pay him. 
But again, it's going to be on the back end. It's, it's, it's going to have to be. This is a deal that will happen two weeks before the season takes place. It's just the way extensions work off of a rookie deal. Uh, it's not just the 49ers that do that. That's pretty longstanding in the NFL. Now, what's he going to get paid? You look at the other top linebackers and what they make per year. Bobby Wagner, $18 million. C.J. Mosley, $17 million. Uh, Zach Cunningham, $14.5 million. He's going to be in that range. Um, I think if it wasn't for the stupid, you know, COVID and all that stuff, I think he'd be getting almost $19, $20 million a year, which is a lot for an inside backer. But because of the COVID, I think his number's going to get pushed down to right at that $18 million. It'd be completely backloaded because if he... The, the issue with Fred Warner is this. You have leverage. You don't have leverage with Trent Williams. You don't have leverage with Jason Verrett. You don't have leverage with those guys. You do with Fred Warner because if he chooses not to sign an extension, he gets $1 million this year. That's it. So you, you basically very similar to what happened with Kittle. You say, look, we're going to bump everything up. But we just need you to help us out this year. Give us a friendly, you know, backload this deal, all those things. Fred Warner's a team player. He understands it. But he's going to get about $18 million a year. Uh, I, I'd expect something like a five-year, $90 million deal. That sounds about right. So that's right at the $18 million no number. And then the number four one is Kyle Juszczyk. The juice, baby. He does things nobody else in the, the NFL can do. Now... Paying, you know, we're paying a $5 million a year for a, a fullback. That's not ideal. But 2020 was his best year. Uh, you know, highest in touches, receptions, first downs, touchdowns, all those things. He was all over the place. So he's continuing. His play is ascending. And it, I, I, early on, I was kind of like, man, I think this is money that we could spend elsewhere, whatever else. I'm taking that back. I want Kyle Juszczyk back. I, I love this guy. I've always loved him. But he has proven that he can do more than he was asked his first two years for the 49ers. He's going to cost about $4 million. I, th I think you can get him for a little bit less. Just do a two-year, $8 million deal. Count $3 million against the cap this year. $5 million against the cap next year. Boom. Uh, you throw in some Pro Bowl bonuses because he always wins that. You take care of that and you're good. Now, if you just combine the numbers of those deals we've talked about, right? Trent Williams, 20 uh, Jason Verrett, 8 to 10. You've got Warner getting about 18 million. You've got Kyle Juszczyk getting four. You combine all of those just for a yearly prorated whatever, that's about four that's about 50 million a year. Well, we only have 43 million at the projected cap rate. But again, you have to understand numbers aren't numbers. <laughs> if that makes sense. Because yeah, you're paying out 50 million dollars a year, but all of that doesn't go against the cap. So I think that you could safely get those four deals done, Trent Williams, Jason Verrett, Fred Warner, Kyle Juszczyk, those four, I think you're going to have about $8 million cap after that that you can spend on just plugging some pieces in. You're not going to be able to address every single need. You can't do that. And yeah, we did just sign our long snapper. I freaking love it, man. Uh, Tabor Pepper, he is freaking incredible. Amazing human being. If you don't follow him on Twitter, uh, you probably should. And he's hilarious. And he's just freaking awesome. Uh, he, anytime you have somebody that can bring something to the locker room and to the team with that energy from a position like that, it's incredible. They signed him to a two-year deal. Very, very happy to have him uh, for the long haul. Now, back to how much space we have left after these deals. If John Chapman was GM, uh, you're welcome. I'm not, by the way. You have lots of other needs. 
Um, nickel corner, number three wide receiver. Do you bring Kendrick Bourne back? Do you go get somebody else? Do you just hope that Jalen Hurd or Juwan Jennings can finally bear some type of fruit? Um, <laughs> you you got to have somebody there. A number two cornerback because you're getting Verrett. That's number one, but who's going to be the outside corner? What, what are you going to do there? You know, you, you. I think that the draft in the first or second round, you have to go corner. I just think that makes sense. But you're going to have to sign some backup guys that are going to fit our system to come back and play. Uh, center, I see this question right here. John, we need a center, but Shedan's loyalty thing probably won't let him move on. Yeah, I'm with you. Sean asked this. Been hearing the rumor mill going off about center Alex Mack coming over thoughts. Alex Mack loves Kyle Shanahan as much as Kyle Shanahan loves his past players. They're in love with each other. The, um, Alex Mack was with Kyle Shanahan in Cleveland. When Kyle Shanahan left Cleveland, Alex Mack jumped out of his contract. He voided his. He had like two years, $24 million or something like that off the top of my head. He voided it and then tore up a multi-million dollar deal to go with Kyle Shanahan to Atlanta and did a new deal. Um, so he, their relationship, yeah, they're best buds. Now the problem is Alex Mack's 35 years old. His last contract that he signed up was 9 million per year. I don't think that he gets that. I think that you can probably get him for around 6 million. Uh, Max made some money in his career. He's had, uh, he's 35 and he's played at a very, very good level. Now the problem is let's play this out. Interior offensive line needs to be addressed. There's no doubt about that. Daniel Brunskill is an average guard or an average center. He's not above average or great at anything, but he's he's the perfect utility player that you can back up all five spots with. He's not going anywhere, and he's dirt cheap right now. But do you want him to be your projected starter at center? I don't think anybody does. I don't think Kyle Shanahan does either. But you've got to upgrade that center or the guard spot, the right guard spot. You know, Colton McKivitz, again, Daniel Brunskill, Neither one of those guys you can have very much confidence in. Yeah, hopefully the young Colton McKivitz takes over and makes some steps, but yikes, you cannot return in 2021 with all these quarterbacks getting hurt and injured and whatever else with the same offensive line. You can't. You've got to update something. So if you don't sign Alex Mack, which I think you could make work, but that will be a deal that takes place after all these. Uh, again, it, when free agency starts, it's top down, man. <laughs> you got your big signings first, and then you're plugging all your holes and you're trying to fit as many pieces as possible. And what the 49ers have proven throughout time is they are going to fill every single need in free agency. That way they can go into the draft with the idea of taking whoever they want. Now, it doesn't always work that way. You want to be too deep at every position. It doesn't work that way. And so in the draft last year, what do we do, right? You go get Javon Kinlaw, you just trade away Buckner. You go get, you know, your Brandon Ayuk at wide receiver. Well, you couldn't sign Emmanuel Sanders. You tried to, but he wanted more money. Don't have a tackle. Joe Staley retires. You go get Trent Williams to trade for that. So you want to fill everything in free agency, but with the salary cap, you can't do that. So there's going to be holes, and that's where we will go in the draft. Um yeah, it, Alex Mack, he, he's old. Alex Mack is 35. You got to remember that. Um, <laughs> I shot Jay. I love it. The Matrix reference. When it comes to cap manipulation, there is no spoon. It is not you that, it's not the spoon that bends. It is you yourself. 
some people are like, what? Uh, it's the matrix. It's what's up. But I, I don't know. And I get all of this. Oh, it's a myth. You know, the salary cap's a myth. I don't think it is. It is to a certain extent. It, it's not as, you know, straightforward as a lot of people say that it is. But you look at teams like the Saints. You look at teams like the Eagles, the Rams, the Falcons. They're in bad, bad shape. They're in very bad shape. They, have, they don't have the depth. And a lot of that is because of the salary cap. They lock up such huge percentages at these premium positions, which are great, but you have to suffer somewhere else. And right now, the 49ers are doing everything they can. Getting rid of Quan was gigantic, first off, because that saved us. Uh, basically, trading Quan away for that fifth-round pick is going to let us sign Trent Williams. I think we would have almost had 0% chance to get Trent Williams. Um, we, we saved so much money on that deal. So you look at it, and yeah, you don't let that cap number define who you are, but you constantly have to be smart moving forward. Because again, the deals you make in 2021, the 49ers, this is going to affect Nick Bosa's deal and how easy it is going to be to transition to sign him long-term. And you're like, whoa, 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 Nick Bosa's only played two years. You're right. You're not going to extend him next year. You're going to extend him two years from now. So if you're backloading all of these deals, and you're, let's say you sign Trent Williams to a three-year deal or a four-year deal, whatever, those cap numbers at the last year that are usually the heaviest, that's going to be handicapping you against Nick Bosa. Does that make sense? And so you're, you're focused on 2021, but you have an eye on the future and what this is going to do you know, long-term. Um, and again, any deal that you do now, some people are going to love this phrase, is going to affect Mike McGlinchey long-term. A lot of people want Mike McGlinchey gone. I, I get that. His bloopers are as bad as anybody in the NFL. Mike McGlinchey's getting his fifth-round option picked up, but I don't think he's going to qualify for an extension. Somebody like Fred Warner, Kittle, Bosa, he's not in that tier, obviously. His position is. Tackles as expensive as those, if not more so. But he's one of those players that will get the fifth-year option picked up, but he's not going to get that extension before that year, like Warner will, like Kittle will, uh, did. And so it's interesting what's going to happen. Um a lot of moving parts here. Now, speaking of Nick Bosa, we got a little bit of an update this week. Um, he released a workout. I'll show the video here. I, I don't have the sound on. But um, he's rehabbing very well. And this is kind of awkward if you're watching <laughs> YouTube. Uh, he's doing single leg, you know, bent over uh, kind of Roman deadlift. Uh, just strengthened his left knee. He had left ACL tear. It happened in week two. Usually you're looking at a nine-month recovery. So September, right? Um that's kind of whenever he can get back to football operations. So if, if that's what you're looking at, you're looking at May to June, he should be back to full, fully no normal. Now, uh, Alatrosh, his uh, doctor, um, he's kind of, <laughs> he's the guy. He's the one that did Tom Brady, Kobe, you know, basically any sports ACL tear, he's the number one guy. Said that he is way ahead of schedule. You're seeing him working out here. I really do think that he's going to be just fine for the 2021 season. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, 
Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit match of up to $100 over on Prize Picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Now, we also thought Blair and Richburg and, you know, all these other guys were going to be back as well. But the fact that we are actually getting documented video of you know Nick Bosa being ready and being back working out that same leg he's not running he's not cutting things like that yet but he is way ahead we're here in February the target date is again June just based off of the nine-month calendar so these are great news uh huge positive news with the salary cap positive news with Nick Bosa who I think is just the most important player on the 49ers roster um he's incredible we got to get this guy back. That's what it is. All right. Now, before we jump into uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and some draft day trades and all that stuff, let's get a real quick word from our sponsor and let's talk about Super Bowl bets, what we got. Look, it's Brady and Mahomes going head-to-head in the big game and everybody's talking about who's going to win. Now, whether you're going for the Chiefs or Bucks, I don't like either one of them. But who you bet with or who you bet on is just as important as who you bet with. And that's why I always tell my friends to go to MyBookie. Now, at MyBookie.ag, they have all the props for the big game. You always hear about these Super Bowl props. What are they? But you can bet on the color of Gatorade. You can bet on how long the National Anthem is. You can bet on if a scoring drive is shorter than the National Anthem and vice versa. They have everything, including all the prop bets for the game itself, things like MVP, first touchdown score, and more. They got everything. So the best news about this is you could bet from the comfort of your home, on your phone, anytime that you want to bet. So head over to mybookie.ag. They've got squares on the game. They have everything. So whatever it is that you usually do for your kind of Super Bowl party or whatever, it's a weird time. It's a weird time of year with COVID and all those things. You can do all that with mybookie.ag. So don't miss out on the last game of the year. Sign up at mybookie.ag today. Use promo code 49ers, 49ERS, to have your deposit matched halfway all the way up to $1,000. That's free cash bonus just for making your deposit. Use promo code 49ERS at mybookie.ag. Bet, win, and get paid only at mybookie. All right, so... Let's look at this, um, and there are so many bets. Oh, my gosh, man. It's bananas. They have At my bookie, they have 235 prop bets, 235 different prop bets. That's just on the game itself. That's not even on the specials, talking about Gatorade color and all that stuff, whatever else. 
here's my favorite bet. Okay, I don't like betting on these two teams because I hate them both. But here's what I got. This is, and you can put as much, I, I, I always talk about trades in multiples of five or 10. You put whatever you feel comfortable, obviously. And man, I, I promise you this. If you just put down a couple of bucks, it's so much more fun. So I'm taking a parlay. So both these two things have to happen. I'm taking the Chiefs money line, which means Chiefs just have to win. Uh, by one point, by 20 points, whatever. I'm taking the Chiefs to win, and I'm betting the under. The over-under is at 56.5 points. That's a lot of damn points. Um, I think that these two defenses, obviously the offenses are what's special, but it, I think it's going to be a close game. And if it's going to be a close game, you're going to have the freaking Bucks running the ball like crazy. It's just what they do. That's their scheme. Run the ball on first down, throw the ball on second and third. That's their formula. So you bet both those things have to happen to win. Bet 10, get you win 20, so you get back 30, right? So Chiefs money line, and I'm taking the under at 56 and a half points. That is a plus 203 bet uh, for the odds makers out there. So uh, that's what I'll be doing. Hopefully you bet that with us, and we'll, uh, we'll all be cheering together for those two things to happen, which, man, it's so hard to cheer for anybody uh, in this game. I just, I'm not a fan, <laughs> but anyway. It's crazy where we are compared to last year. Last year, Saturday night, I was taking shots with Frank freaking Gore in Miami before uh, the Super Bowl game, which was incredible. Obviously, didn't in the way that it was. And the idea of looking at you know what happened and transpired in the Super Bowl is really uh, two separate games. You had the first three and a half quarters and the second, uh, you know, seven minutes or whatever just went crazy but i went back and looked at it because here, here's the thing that the narrative on twitter and whatever else is jimmy garoppolo can't be the quarterback for the 49ers kyle's doesn't trust him jimmy garoppolo is terrible all those things i'm here to tell you right now i don't consider myself a jimmy truther but that's wrong that that's ignorant it's that's hyperbole and it's overreaction and recency bias if you look back at what Jimmy Garoppolo did, not only in 2019, but the Super Bowl itself, he was great until the last seven minutes. Now, obviously, you have to take the whole game into account. I get that. But if you look at, you know, I went back, and there was a graphic that they put on the screen before, um, halfway through the fourth quarter. And so this was before the third and 15 drive, whatever else. Before that fourth quarter, Patrick Mahomes, these are his stats. Uh, it, it's pretty bad. 18 of 29, 172 yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions, four sacks. That was before that third and 15 conversion. Again, zero touchdowns, two interceptions, four sacks, only 172 yards. That's through three quarters. Now, obviously, he went ham after that. Um, you look at Jimmy Garoppolo before that third and 15. 18 of 22. He had four freaking incompletions. Four incompletions. 195 yards, one touchdown, one interception, no sacks. Very efficient. That's who he was. Now, the game obviously took a turn there, but the reason why I bring that up is this. The narrative that Jimmy Garoppolo is not the quarterback that Kyle Shanahan wants is wrong. Is he the best quarterback? No. Is he a top five quarterback? No. Is he a top 10 quarterback? Yeah, I think he's on the fringe. And I love the fact that they're trying to upgrade the quarterback position. I want them to. I want them to upgrade every damn position out there. But remember, he never even gave an official trade for Matt Stafford. And this is not a franchise that lies. They've been 100% truthful about 
all of the trades and everything they've been involved in. Um, so I, I love the fact that I, I hope we get Deshaun Watson. I hope we draft Trey Lance. I hope we do those things because I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is a top five quarterback. I want a top five quarterback, but not at the expense of, oh, are we going to get Matt Stafford? Oh, are we going to get Carson Wentz? Oh, we got to get, we got to get, we got to, no, 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 no. So let's look at some things in perspective, okay? Go back to 2019, and people are like, oh, the run game, Kyle Shanahan, this and that. We had the second most points scored in the entire NFL. And then you're like, well, that was mostly the run game. All right, we had the third most efficient passing game in the NFL, third best passing efficiency. Fourth most total yards. Jimmy Garoppolo was the best in the entire NFL on third down conversions. He was the best, not at rushing the ball, running the ball. On pass attempts alone, Jimmy Garoppolo had the best third down conversion rate at 50%. And all of this was done both years, 2019 and 2020, with bottom 10 pass protecting from the 49ers. Upgrade the damn pass, (laughs) you know, your pass blocking. I think that's huge. Health concerns, I 100%. Does Jimmy Garoppolo have his limitations? Hell yes, he does. Again, I am never going to argue that Jimmy Garoppolo is a top five quarterback in the NFL. He's not. You got you traded a second round pick for him for a reason. But health is a concern. No doubt about that. That is, he's two main concerns in my opinion. Number one is uh, health. You look at all the games he's missed. But we've seen that before. Matt Stafford, who everybody was arguing for just a week ago, That dude missed 19 games in his first two years. 19. Well, (laughs) how did he respond after that? He goes eight straight seasons without missing a game after that. Is Jimmy going to do that? Probably not. But let's see. I'm glad we didn't trade two first-rounders to get Matt Stafford. He's not that much better. He is better. But again, I've got Jimmy Garoppolo, I think, as my quarterback 11. I've got Matt Stafford as my quarterback 8. Eh... Eh, I don't know. Now, the second main concern, and I think this is a legitimate concern, deep passing or lack thereof. That's for real, all right? That's a limitation. Now, if you look back at 2019, yeah, he did not. He was 31st in the NFL in deep pass attempts, balls that traveled over 20 yards downfield. 31st. That's not good. (laughs) But efficiency, even though he didn't do it a lot, he did it really well. He was 20 of 35 on deep passes in 2019. Seven touchdowns, three interceptions. 19th most deep pass completions. He's not attempting a lot, but he's completing them. 11th in deep touchdowns. Sixth in deep throws with drops. He had four deep passes dropped in 2019. And number one in the entire NFL in passing completion percentage on those 20 uh, yards plus throws. So he, he can do it. He just doesn't do it often. And... That's a Kyle Shanahan thing, too, because when CJ came in, we didn't do it. When Nick came in, we didn't do it. When Bobby Hoyer was there before, he didn't do it. That's a Kyle Shanahan issue. Uh, Maybe it's our wide receivers. Maybe it's the pass blocking. Who knows? It's not just a Jimmy G issue. Now, in 2020, he was god-awful. Now, he wasn't healthy the whole time. He was 1 for 10 in 2020 on deep passes. That's a huge red flag. So, do you measure Jimmy Garoppolo's deep passing ability by 2020 standards? If so, then I understand, get this guy out of the house. We can't trust him. We can't have this guy as our quarterback. I get it. But, if you look at 2019, which is a much larger sample size, you're saying, all right, he could do it. He just doesn't do it often. And remember, he didn't play with Brandon Ayuk very often. The only one deep attempt that was caught this year from Jimmy Garoppolo was to Brandon Ayuk. 
maybe that'll change. Uh, get this kid healthy, you know, <laughs> and, and I love it because I, I can hear some people are just fuming. I, I can feel it. If you say anything positive about Jimmy Garoppolo, people, man, they freaking, <laughs> they get fired, man. Uh, SBS this. With the potential increase in space, do you think it would be wise to invest in a more seasoned quarterback like Ryan Fitzpatrick or address our needs elsewhere? I think that here's how free agency usually works. Now, this is a very special year. Because there is much more desire and need at the quarterback position than we've had probably in 10 years. You go back to last year, we had Cam Newton, Jameis Winston, uh, Andy Dalton. Like, all these quarterbacks just sitting out there because the old guys didn't retire yet, right? But now we're starting to see old guys retiring. Phillip Rivers, uh, he's gone. Drew Brees, he's gone. Big Ben, maybe not whatever else. But you're starting to see a little bit more turnover. And so there's a, there's a much bigger need out there right now for quarterbacks. And so it's, it's going to be interesting. Guys like Ryan Fitzpatrick, they're going to have to wait till after the draft because I think that that's a very good backup plan. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be on this team, more than likely. Uh, and so what's going to happen is you try to get a quarterback. I, I'm in drafted quarterback. That's what I want to do. I want one of those top four QBs. But... The 49ers do not hold the cards to get that unless you're going to trade up huge, which we're going to go over in a second. So you try to get a quarterback in the draft. If you don't, then yes, you have to upgrade the backup quarterback position. And, you know, Kyle Shanahan's been very adamant about that. You have Josh Rosen, you have Josh Johnson, but you want Josh Rosen as a three. And if he performs well, that's great. You don't go into this season with Josh Rosen as your number two. That's not going to happen. You either draft a quarterback in the first or second round, or you bring in a vet like Ryan Fitzpatrick. Now, I don't think that Ryan Fitzpatrick, even though I like him a lot, man, Shanahan hates turnovers at the quarterback position unless your name is Nick Mullins. Um, I, I like Ryan Fitzpatrick, but he's either the best or the worst player on the field all the time. Um, consistency is what is very, very important. But again, it, we, we just went through freaking all those Nick Mullins plays, which were just straight trash. Yeah, I, I couldn't stand that stuff, man. All right, um, so let's look at some of these draft day trades. These are kind of the last big quarterback trades that have happened, um, and there's some big ones. Some of them are a little bit more kind of appropriate to understand where the 49ers are, and it puts everything in perspective. We're drafting number 12, okay? So if you look at the RG3 trade and the golf trade, we're going to talk about both those. For the Titans to get up to number one to get Jared Goff, all right? They they gave up. The Titans gave up number 15, number 43, number 76, a future one, and a three. So two ones, a second, and two threes to get up there to number one. But yeah, the Titans were set. They had Marcus Mariota. That was a pre-draft trade that they – that trade was announced weeks before. Two ones – a second, and two threes. And definitely, I guarantee you this, the Rams are not happy with that trade. That was back in Jeff Fisher day. Now you look at the RG3 trade, okay? And again, this was when Kyle Shanahan was there. Washington jumped up for the number two spot. They jumped from six to two. And this shows you it doesn't always correlate. Just because that trade worked in 2015 or 2016, whatever, it's not going to work in 2021. Because they only jumped from six to two 
They gave up the number six, number 39, and two future ones. That's three ones in a second to jump up four spots. I don't think that there's a way the 49ers can get to two. I, I just don't see it. And so, you know, look at the Sam Darnold trade. To jump from six to three, they gave up number six, number 37, number 49. So a first and two seconds that year, because they had two seconds that year, to jump up three spots for Sam Darnold. Colts won that trade big time. Uh, Darnold has not panned out. Now look at some of the ones that did. Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Chiefs were sitting at number 22. They had two first-rounders that year, number 22, number 27, number 91, to go up to number 10. They jumped up huge. You know, that's one of the things that you, you look at this trade. Well, how does this help the 49ers? We're picking at 12. Let, let's say the quarterbacks are gone. This is, you know, you, you fall back. Now, I don't think anybody's going to pay that price to jump up for, you know, a, a different position besides QB. But again, it just adds perspective and context to what's happened historically. Josh Rosen, who we just talked about, he's on our team now. Raiders were at 15 to jump up to 10 to get Josh Rosen with the Raiders. Um, sorry, the Cardinals jumped up from to jump from 15 to 10. They gave up number 79 and number 152. I think that this is a type of trade that I could see the 49ers doing. If a quarterback falls to eight or nine, which I don't see happening, but weird things happen. If a quarterback falls to eight or nine, the 49ers could jump up in a trade like this to go get them. Now, Again, you look at what they gave, 15, 79, 152. We don't have a pick in the third round to the very end. It's going to be around like pick 100. So you're talking about like number 12, number 100, throwing a fifth rounder and like a third next year to jump up like three to four spots. And again, what you're hoping for is that a quarterback falls. That's what you need. That's what you need. The Josh Allen trade, that happened with 12. Bills were at 12. And they jumped up to seven. Again, this is what the 49ers would want to do. They don't have the same capital. The Bills gave up number 12, number 53, and number 56. Again, we're seeing this again. A first and two seconds in that same year. Could you do that, you know, a first, a second, next year's two? It doesn't translate. But you're, you're seeing the capital it costs to get from 12 to seven. A first and two twos in this draft. So that doesn't it doesn't really translate as well because the 49ers don't have that capital. Uh, the, the, I think the all-time best trade the NFL was for Ricky Williams. Um, <laughs> the Saints jumped up to pick number five to get Ricky Williams running back, and Washington got number 12 and all seven of their picks. <laughs> they traded their entire draft to go get a running back. Ugh. It's like, uh, it's that's hilarious. And maybe the best trade ever, Jerry Rice, baby. You got to go to the GOAT here. 49ers jumped from 28 all the way up to 16 to get Jerry Rice. What did they give up? The, 40, uh, the 49ers gave up number 28, number 56, and number 84. So a first, second, and a third to jump up to get number 16, Jerry Rice. And they got, the 49ers also got a future third in that. Um, that was a huge trade. Bill Walsh. The freaking man right there. I love it. So you start looking at, you know, those draft trades. I'm not, I don't, I don't know. If you could guarantee me getting Zach Wilson, I'd do a couple of them. Um, if, you know, but I want to do, I don't want to jump up past seven because it's just going to cost too much. You know, you look at Philadelphia at six, who I don't think they're going to draft a quarterback. Detroit after them seven does. 
Uh, Carolina at eight does. So, like, if you want to guarantee one of the four quarterbacks, six is the magic spot. That's where you got to go. What's it going to cost? You look at the, you know, the trade numbers. Pick number 12 is worth about 1,200. Pick number six is about 1,600. A point of reference on the Jimmy Johnson trade chart. You're going to have to, you know, first, this year's second, next year's second, and then some. Probably a player throw in there too. I don't know if we want to do that. That's possible. You know, I put this poll up there because I thought it was interesting. I said if the four quarterbacks are gone at number 12, let's just assume they're gone. You tried to trade up, you couldn't get them. Who would you want out of these four prospects? Uh, the four prospects I put up there, Quiddy Pay, Kyle Pitts, Caleb Farley, and Mac Jones, just to see what would happen. Had over 1,200 votes. Um, I didn't put Patrick Sertan in there. Um, a lot of people like Sertan. I, I do like him. I'd be happy if the 49ers got him, but he's not my number one corner. My number one corner is Caleb Farley. I, I like him a lot. Injury history is a problem, but his play on the field is incredible. Caleb Farley got the most votes by far, 41.9%. Um, Kyle Pitts got second, the tight end slash wide receiver guy, 23.1%. I think that'd be a good fit, to be honest with you. It's a luxury pick. You know, Kyle Shanahan wants that big, you know, kind of number three wide receiver. You know, he spent the third round on Jalen Hurd, uh, spent, you know, the last pick of the draft last year on Jawan Jennings. He wants that big slot guy. Kyle Pitts would be the best in the NFL at it day one. He's that good. Um, wouldn't be as much of a tight end, more of a wide receiver idea. Um, edge Quiddy Pay got 22.7%. I like him. He's my edge one currently. And QB Mac Jones got 12.3. Do I think Mac Jones is a first round pick? No. But I guarantee you, somebody's going to be taking them. Um, that's happening. Anyway, you guys are incredible. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed this episode. This has been a lot of fun. Um, I know we went a little long here, but, man, anytime we can talk football, it's always a good time. Appreciate all the support. We're going to be giving away stuff for the next episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast. So my countdown crew, make sure you got that notification bell on, and we will see you guys soon. And as always, stay strong and faithful. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.